Hi, my name is Gene Castillo. I'm a dad, a marketing strategist, a guitarist, writer, crazed 49er fan. I love live metal music, McDonald's hot fudge sundaes with extra hot fudge, Yosemite on the last weekend of September because a lot of the tourists are gone. I studied philosophy in college, and I recently read, if you want your ideas to survive and be accessible in 50 years, write them down on paper because we don't know what technology will be available then. These days, I'm loving this quote. Not everything that counts can be counted, and not everything that can be counted counts. A lot of people think Einstein said that. This is my first podcast. I committed to doing five. These podcasts will combine personal stories, reflections, and ideas combined with some original guitar work and spoonfuls of beginner's mind. So let's get to it. This podcast is called Guy with a Sword. When I saw this 20-something male pulling a sword out of his trunk, it, it sent chills down my spine. Violence always gives me chills, and random violence acts like a virus. Or at least that's how I see it. Seeing a guy pull a sword out of his trunk in the summer of 2019 in the Bay Area might cause you to react in the same way as if someone sneezing next to you before COVID vaccinations without a mask. You'd be pissed, offended, and then later worried and wondering if that person sneezing had COVID. I wondered if what I was witnessing was going to somehow infect me or at least affect me. But let me be clear, I was not the one committing violence. But maybe what I was seeing was the spawn of violence. It started when I was walking out of a Safeway approaching my car when I saw a 20-something guy slowly getting out of his black Prius. I have Creepdar. It's some sort of inner radar but for creeps. And this guy looked the part. He had pitch black shades on and it was getting dark. They were the kind of they were the kind that gangbangers in my old neighborhood would wear at night to make them look even more menacing and out of place. If I ever tried sunglasses on that were too dark for me, even though they made me look cool, they would bring my mood down just slightly because they were too dark. But as I walked closer to him, he did something that made his black shades seem harmless. He opened his trunk and pulled out a full-sized samurai sword. I think it was full-sized. It was pretty freaking big. I've seen them before, like in Tarantino movies, maybe in somebody's house or a pawn shop. But I never saw someone pulling one out of a trunk in a parking lot. It was a strange scene that made me freeze for a sec. Like when you're driving on the freeway and out of nowhere you see someone speeding. I mean really speeding, heading right towards you. They're behind you. Switching lanes would be risky and you aren't sure what's going to happen, but you hope that he goes around you. I have to be honest. When I saw him, I panicked just a bit inside because he was parked two spaces from my car and I had to walk past him to get to my car. As I got closer, I wouldn't take my eyes off him. I wouldn't even turn my back to him, which is what I would do in almost any other circumstance. 
So I opened my door slowly, awkwardly, and then sat in the driver's seat. Then I sat there for a few moments because I wasn't sure what to do. I had no intentions of becoming a hero. I definitely didn't want to be any kind of hero. But as I'm remembering this story, I remember a time in my life when I did want to be a hero. I was a teenager, 13 years old, and sitting in church. I always sat in the back, and I did not want to be there. My mom forced me to go. I didn't have a cell phone to pass the time, so I would just daydream. And my hero fantasy goes like this. I would imagine a gunman storming into the church and me being in the back and would somehow heroically dive in front of the guy and be shot. I would survive, saving my fellow churchgoers. I'd bathe in all the glory of saving these sheep. Then people would like me, respect me, want to be with me. At this time, I felt small. And I think by becoming a hero, I would feel larger and more relevant. I didn't realize at the time what a deep and revealing hero fantasy this was. It wasn't until many years later that I discovered other people had similar thoughts. In the play Hamilton, there's a song called Aaron Burr Sir. And there's a line where Hamilton meets Aaron Burr for the first time. And through their conversation discovers that Aaron Burr is an orphan just like Hamilton. And the line goes like this. I wish there was a war so we can prove we are worth more than anyone bargained for. This encapsulates how I felt as a kid. I just didn't have the words or the emotional maturity to communicate it. It would be many years later that I would start scratching the surface of that emotional scab. I must have been thinking pretty deeply about this in, in vividly daydreaming because I lost track of how the gum I was chewing made its way to the back of my throat and made me cough and causing the gum to fly out of my mouth. Those teenagers sitting around me, who I really didn't like, saw what had happened and started to laugh in a way where you have to keep your voice down by covering your mouth with your hand. I was super embarrassed. I probably obsessed about it for the rest of the day, how they were probably telling the other teenagers in the church what happened. I hate what I call shame fantasies, where you feel ridiculed and ashamed, which is a kind of dumb, because I didn't do anything that would cause me to be ashamed. But the very fact that people were laughing at my expense would play over and over in my head. I've learned that when this happens to me now, meaning when I get embarrassed, I know that eventually the thought that is making me crazy will diminish and eventually just go away. So when it happens, I take comfort in knowing this. All right, okay, sword guy. So this guy is slowly pulling a sword out of his trunk. Depending on your life experience, this may or may not be an odd situation. If your social media feed is gamer-centric, then a sword might seem cool. You might not even think twice about it. To me, it was like smoking in a Whole Foods. It was a big deal. It was the deadly summer of 2019, which hit a little too close to home. There was a shooting in Walmart, in a Walmart in Texas, where a guy, I guess he drove many hours to massacre mostly Mexicans that were doing the most American thing you can do, which is shop at a Walmart for your kids on a weekend. 
he killed 23 people. Earlier that summer, there was a murder-suicide in San Jose that killed five people, including the killer. But I actually forgot about that one. I had to do a search and found the results in Wikipedia. I'd never done that kind of search before, and I was totally surprised that in 2019, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of mass shootings in the U.S. But the one that got my attention took place two weeks prior in my hometown of Gilroy, California, at the Garlic Festival. Gilroy holds a special place in my history because I went to high school there. The Garlic Festival is a family-friendly food festival, so a mass shooting is not what you would expect there. The Garlic, the garlic Festival is Gilroy's claim to fame. The media reported that the locals were caught off guard because this local kid didn't seem capable of this. I guess he was able to easily sneak into this festival and just started randomly shooting people. Having spent my teen years in Gilroy, knowing the kind of event the Garlic Festival was, made me think if violence can happen there, it can happen anywhere. So with the Garlic Festival you know, shooting fresh in my mind, staring at this kid with a sword had a whole new meaning. At that time, any strange behavior by young men was instantly suspicious to me. Like a week before this sword incident, I was in a Target parking lot. And this guy got my attention because he was driving this huge truck way too fast for a parking lot. He was going up and down the aisles fast. It seemed weirdly aggressive and random. So I watched him from a safe distance because the aggression was suspicious. I guess I was being vigilant, like more vigilant than I would normally be. Normally, I might convey some mild disdain like, what a jerk, but may not be thinking that I'm like two seconds away from dialing 911. So I watched to make sure he didn't do anything weird. He didn't. He left. And so then I left, and all was good. But this kid with the sword was uncertain at best and potentially dangerous at worst. And it was happening right in front of me. I was caught between a knee-jerk reaction and a rationalization. I kind of felt like a character in a movie torn between some vague duty to at least say something, but thinking that me getting involved might backfire in some way, making me get even more involved, versus hoping that if I stared at him long enough, he would realize that holding a sword in a grocery store parking lot looks weird, and he realizes it and goes away. No harm, no foul. But my duty won out on this one. So I rolled down my window just a bit, and I yelled, Hey, are you okay? Nothing. Hey man, are you okay? He wouldn't look. He wouldn't even give me a side glance. I honked. Hey man, are you okay? What are you doing? Zilch. Nothing. So finally, I drove off, and I dialed 911 quickly, and they proceeded to ask me a ton of very good questions. How tall? What's he wearing? What's he doing? What is he driving? Where is he now? What's your name? I think asking good questions is highly underrated. I could have been someone who called frantically answering these questions, making the situation sound even more dangerous than it was. Then maybe the police think that they're about to enter a situation that could require deadly force. 
the person on the phone asks the questions calmly, directly, with what I imagine is some sort of decision matrix that helps them translate someone's perceptions, mine in this case, to several police officers in a, in a way that makes them respond appropriately. This seems important because it's a situation kind of like a situation a heart surgeon might face. Make the right cuts in the right way at the right time, then the patient heals successfully. Make the wrong cuts and maybe the patient dies or worse, has a long, slow recovery with a lot of suffering and dies anyways. It's a big responsibility. Within minutes, three police cars descended on the sky. I stayed on the phone. The operator asked me to go back to the area, but not too close. Before I hung up with 911, the operator told me if they needed a statement, they would call. They never called. From a distance, I could see that they arrested him. As far as I could tell, he, he never committed a crime. I don't know if it's a crime to pull a sword out of the back of your car, but they did the right thing. He, he's on their radar now. And I hope him being arrested scared and jolted him into reality. I know this is the obvious thing for me to say. Anybody would say this, but, but I'm serious about him being jolted. In high school, I wrestled, and I remember being slammed into the mat very hard a few times. Not only does this hurt, but it shocks you for a quick second. And you think about how you're so not ready for this, or even think, what the hell am I doing here? That's what I mean. I hope this guy is thinking to himself, what the hell am I doing? I want him to be scared. We hear about these young men committing acts of horrendous violence, and we later learn about signs and clues that they left that were odd, aggressive, or scary behavior. Maybe this guy kept his sword at home and played with the sword in his garage, and he never thought to consider how what he was doing looked to the average person. Was he just showing off his sword, or did he have bad intentions? How big of a leap is it to go from showing off your sword in public to showing off a gun? Is he living in a reality where inflicting violence on innocent people is top of mind and in his hands? Is he at a nine on the violence meter while everyone else is at one? I don't know, but he scared me. What I hope is that the spawn that causes violence was snuffed out that day. <laughs>